Welcome back to the post show. This week we talk about Tokyo Revengers, episode 22, before Grant starts talking about what we do in the shadows, since I believe the third season just dropped of that show. I then give my quick review of Usual Suspects, since that's the movie I watched this week, before we get into a long-winded conversation about Sunny Boy, now that Grant has finally caught up on that. Following Sunny Boy, I give my early review of Odd Taxi, now that I'm two or three episodes in, before talking about Haruki Murakami, Japanese author, and uh, my thoughts now that I've finished the Rat series. We end the episode on Grant gushing about Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid and its beautiful animation. Thank you guys so much for listening. Enjoy. Oh, hey there, Frayne. Hey, Dave. Mm. How you doing, sir? Oh, I'm good. What are you Podcast. drinking? I am drinking, uh, very out of character, a hard cider. You're very excited about it. Yeah, I, I don't... Uh, I can tell because you came right up to the mic to tell me. <laughs> yeah, I have uh, I have one of these a year, maybe. <laughs> um, and they're nice. Still, it's refreshing. I'm having a ABC... That's mm. Ashton Brewing Company. We've we've spoken about them before. Blueberry wheat. Mmm. I want to try that. You shall. You know what's funny though? As I was saying that, I was thinking to myself, like, God, I'm so he- tired of listening to douchebags tell me about what beers they're drinking. Mm. <laughs> have you ever have you ever seen that uh, meme? Um, it's Will Smith. I think it might be Fresh Prince of Bel Air, or it might actually be Men in Black. Two very different things. Whoa. But it's a meme of Will Smith. He's eating or drinking something and making a disgusted face, but trying to smile. Oh. Like he's trying to pretend whatever he's having is t- tastes good. And then the caption <laughs> is like, IPA drinkers trying to pretend their beer is good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah. That's not, not how great. I feel, but it's also how I feel. Yeah. I don't get the whole IPA thing. I mean, whatever, no. fine. It's a it's a, a discussion for another time. Mm-hmm. Um, how you doing? Good. Yeah. Been uh, I, I <clears throat> I've been doing some anime watch a specific anime watching this week, and I have been very very uh, looking forward to talk about it with you. Um, I was um, out of town for like the third, not consecutive, but three out of the four last weekends I've been out mm-hmm. of town. Um, but this time I got back and I mean, there's no real way to say it without like being too, too vague, Mm. but I was just like so depleted and hungover and exhausted. Mm. Like we're, we're getting older. Right. And, uh, doesn't take much anymore. (laughs) Doesn't take much. And I, you know, um, we had the labor day, I had the Monday off anyway. Mm. Um, so it's not, you know, I didn't, (laughs) I didn't have any plans, other than doing a whole lot of chilling sure so that was where i ingested most of my anime uh consumption for the week but what i will tell you is in that state a lot of it just sort of washes over you like sure we were talking about on the my hero podcast just brief uh, a few minutes ago and you guys should go listen to that if you haven't already but uh sometimes like scenes of shows just wash over you it's like Mm. if the show isn't super engaging um, or if it's a little bit blah, it's just like you don't take it in. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, when you're not in the headspace to take a lot of stuff in and the show isn't doing a great job, it's like it's like not having watched it at all to begin with. 100%. You know it's, I mean? you, especially if it's a show you really, 
really care for or you want to give it its due but yeah. you're just in that state where you know you have no investment no um energy investment that you can give it you know yeah. your eyes at that point are the only thing that are working and then even then they're drifting <laughs> and i gotta say anime is totally different it presents a completely different challenge because of the subs yeah if you know if you're an anime quote purist, not to be that guy, but sure, we do have an anime podcast, so give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> Most people that watch a lot of anime watch it with subtitles. Yeah, uh, there are notable exceptions: Death Note, Full Metal, that are like well regarded for their dubs. Mm-hmm. But like most people watch most animes subbed. But like if you're half dead and want to fall asleep to something, you can't do that. Like you, yeah. I mean, you can, mm-hmm. but like you're not going to take anything in because you got to be awake enough to read the subtitles. Yeah. Anyway, first world problem. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how do you want to start? Let's just, <clears throat> let's just dive right into Tokyo Revengers because there's, there's, there's bigger stuff I want to talk about this week and this is not... Let's get this yeah. shit out of the way. <clears throat> um, I think we finally wrapped up this arc. This, yeah, I think so. This bloody Halloween arc. I, I really don't know how many episodes we have left, but I think... You know, we had those two borderline atrocious episodes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we had that god awful t- first ten minutes, and then kind of like a saving grace episode. I think this was very much a return to form for the show. Yeah, uh, um, the show is at its best when it's allowing the characters just to be young, because mm-hmm. yeah, that's what it is. This, this is this is pre all the Tomon stuff, right? So yeah. it's they can kind of just. You know, they're all hard asses. They're all tough. Like, they're 12-year-old. It's, not, it's so funny. Like, Leanna, again, was like, how old are these guys? <laughs> like, this is predominantly a flashback episode, right? Yeah. I think they're all 12 years old. 12, 13. But, you know, it's... You know, it's just... Like, they all have love for one another. And they care for each yeah. other. And, and it was really powerful. Because the moments they cut to... You know, because that's the thing, too, because there's that Pachin guy who we've seen a little bit. He had his beef with Takamichi earlier in the season. At the time, we didn't realize how, like, big a deal he was. And that's oh, the crazy yeah. thing. Like, he was, like, a kind of an antagonist. And then when he's well and gone, we realize, like, how major and pivotal of a character he is. Yeah. So he kind of gets some closure, too, or, like, they'll kind of talk. And then just the whole thing where Mikey kind of more or less forgives Kazutora. And it's, it's sort of like it, the climax of the episode. The climax, but it it worked. It really worked. Like it, I've actually found it for an arc that I fucking not hated, but it was just like I think everyone was kind of just like, what are we watching here? Yeah. Totally. Um. It was actually surprising, like really emotional, and I I I bought it. I was like, oh yeah, like he, I I think he does forgive, him. and you can see it in Casatora, and you know what what about you? I, I've done all the talking here on it, but uh, how how do you feel about it? Well. I thought it was a pretty good episode. Um, I agree with you that I think we're done with this arc. Well, mm. I mean, I don't like it. They said it in pretty certain terms. Um, it was a bloody Halloween. It, they're like, yeah. So anyway, that <laughs> Halloween was bloody. Um, it like it's tricky because, man, have you? I don't know if you like if you see this shit on social. It is so fucking popular. Like mm. the manga sales are like, I don't know if it was sales or ratings but they're beating like attack on titan and certain certain metrics and like mm. they're surpassing all these things i think it's an age uh, age range thing i think it's a demographic thing and also every manga gets bigger when it gets an anime um so that's all like well and good but it's mm. an extremely big show yeah um and to have like frankly such a letdown 
of uh, Climax uh, for a pretty important arc was, like, really just a letdown. It left a really bad taste in my mouth. I'm excited to see where the show goes from here. At the end of the day, Takemichi was successful. Um, Again. Yeah. So, like, he did his job. That was good. Um, It was just frustrating at times, but I think that's part of the charm of the show. Um, Sure. So... I'm really excited to flash forward to the future and see what happens. But I think we talked about this like last week as well. If if we go back and we have some semblance of peace for 10 minutes and then it's like, okay, now this other thing happens. Like, I don't know. I don't want to do that forever. I need no. something else to happen. Like maybe we save Hina's life permanently, but there are unforeseen consequences. Maybe something happens to the kid that is able to send Takemichi back. Or, I, I don't know, like, get, you know, like, let's change up the formula a little bit because it takes so long to see if we can affect the future. Because if there's 22 episodes, I'd say 20 of them take place in the past, mm-hmm. and two of them are seeing what we've affected in the future, right? Mm-hmm. It takes, a, there's a long lead time to see if Ta- Takemichi's effective at all. Mm-hmm. So, Let's not reset the clock and be like, okay, time for another 10 episodes because this time we've got to save Chifu's life because if he dies, then Mikey's going to go crazy for a different reason. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I want um, the show to move into a, um, a, you know, to to mature a little bit or evolve a little bit. But I was satisfied. Like, I'd agree with you. This was like a better episode than the last Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I want to see, I want to see a bit of growth. Is that like too critical? I don't, I don't know. No, I, I think it's, you know, if other people in the, like, I'm not trying to say like, we have like the de facto opinion on this, on this show right now, but it just, there's just, you know, it's hard. Like there's so many other shows and I, you can't give it, I, I can't give it an inch because there's other shows that are doing similar things and they're not doing stupid shit like this. You know, yeah, it's, man. it's so, it's like, it's like, come on, like, figure it out. If you're such a big deal, be a big deal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's, anyway, like I said, I, I think there's the emotions, and that's like the whole big thing, big theme of the show is like the crybaby hero and all that, and just like the adolescent emotions is a huge theme yeah. running, you know, like whether, you know, it's just love, you know, love for another human being or you know friendship you know male friendship and like there's a there's a lot of good stuff that they hit home there's very positive things that they Mm -hmm. hit home and if there is a younger audience watching this show i hope they take that away or i hope hope that's something they take away from it Mm -hmm. and this episode i think was one of the best instances of showing care for another and like not judging by a book by its cover and you know companionship and loyalty and like in every because like there's the three arcs of the episode there's the the ending climax stuff where everyone kind of like okay we're all friends again there's chifuyu meeting baji and building that relationship and then you know there's all like just all the stuff leading up to it of like all them as young with the forming of tomon which i think was super powerful and Mm -hmm. you know kind of like how you know just the way that tomon was just created because you know i think it was kazutoro originally was getting Mm -hmm. picked on Yep. You know, and Baji's like, why don't we start a gang and defend our boy? You know, it's 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 where I like to see the show. And it's like humble fuck. beginnings. Right. And it all yeah. came from a really good natured place. Yeah, I agree. That part was really great seeing yeah. how they started. But it's just it's so confusing to me 
that the two episodes that were just plain stinkers had all of the same elements, but they just chose not to do it. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's like they say, you know, maybe it was a situation where if they had spread out evenly, everything would have just been brought down a notch versus like, yeah. not great, not great, okay, pretty good, you know, like, or it could have just been like, okay, across the board. You know, people that decide how that works, you know, the showrunners and whatnot, or yeah. maybe it's just based off the source material and it's just as clunky like that in the manga, who knows? I'm sure people would, you know, <laughs> scream to heaven saying that's not the case, because I know there's a very loyal and vocal fan base for mm-hmm. for the manga. Um, I don't see it so much for the show, but anytime I see anything about the manga, people are, like, steadfast, yeah, you know? Yeah, it's huge, huge. Yeah. Interesting. And I think you're right, too, like, um, just about your point about there being so much on right now. Um, this was almost on the same release schedule, or it was, as Two Year Eternity. Mm-hmm. And, like, you're up against Two Year Eternity. Um, you know, there's shows this year, like... Uh, Odd Taxi, you know, there's the Demon Slayer show or movie that came out. Like, it's just like a tough time yeah. <laughs> to put something out. Sunny Boy just started, you know what I mean? And to be cutting corners uh, is tricky. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm interested to see where it goes, especially the next arc. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, you know, this is like, I'm nowhere near like done with the show or anything like that. I would just, like I said, I want to see some growth, right? Um, Okay, that was Tokyo. What do you got? So Give me something well, new. So you want something new? Okay. Yeah. So, um, one of mine and Leanna's favorite shows uh, came back last Thursday. Um, have you watched ever watched before? Whether it's the movie or the show, what we do in the shadows. Oh, the uh, the isn't the vampire a, show. Yeah, didn't Taiko Watiti do the movie? Well, he was like he was in. I think he directed the movie, yeah. and then he was. Like he was very heavily involved in the first two seasons of of the okay. show. Yeah, I uh, I knew about the movie. I've seen the movie. I believe, maybe not. Oh, um, I I, well, I know one the of my all time favorites. <laughs> I, I know the movie was very very well received, and was actually like instrumental in like getting him moving and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm gonna be honest. I didn't know there was a show. Oh, Dave, bar none. So. You know, like, I'm not saying this is an original. A lot of people like comedy shows. But, like, Leanna and I just love watching a smart comedy, mm-hmm. you know. Um, this show is... And it's not even a problem I have with the show. I think it's a good thing to have. It's a good problem to have. I laugh so hard and so often in a single episode. I miss so much shit. Like, it's just, it's like Joe, it's like, it's like Veep. It's like, uh, you know, The Office is different because it was cringy. So, like, you had those moments that you laughed out loud on. But, like, they they gave it time to breathe. Yeah. You know, what we do in the shadows is not like that. It's very much like Veep. It's like, bam, 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 bam. It's like, holy, like, it's just, (laughs) you've been rocked in the head, like, a few times. Like, it's just, it's unrelenting in the jokes. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, it's just one of those shows where... Other than the main one, one of the main characters, I had never seen anyone in the show. Um, they're pretty much unknowns at the time when we had first started watching it. We knew Matt Barry; he was in the IT crowd and like say, to- Toast of London. You're giving the IT crowd vibes just based off what you said. Well, it's the same thing. Like it's you can definitely it's in, like that. It's that genre of comedy, right? Like it's very kind of absurdist, but. Yeah simultaneously grounded like it's a show about vampires in long island and it's one of the most grounded shows i've ever seen like it just the universe like it's just it's just the regular world is still going on around them but they're just 
this happened to be fucking vampires. Like, you know, there's, yeah, it's 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 just fucking hilarious, where, man. Where do you watch it? It's on FX. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. How many? Like, so you said uh, Taika Waititi was involved in the first couple of seasons. So how many are there? This is the uh, so this, the third season just started last week. Yeah. Interesting. It's we've been. This is one of the shows. Like all, like it feels like every couple weeks is like, is what we do the shadows up soon? No. Okay. All right. And then we check back with each other. Like, okay, when's when's that coming on? It's like ah yes, like we're in September. Fucking a. <laughs> like you know, shadows is back on. But um, just so funny, so genuine, so creative writing too. Like they, you know, it, it's nice because. <sighs> You know, it's not like, um, I'm trying, I don't watch too much horror TV, but it kind of, it's it, it's almost like 60% comedy, 40% horror. Like, it's not over the top, but they have moments that it reminds you of, like, yes, this is a show about, like, undead monsters, and they do shit like this. So it's, I don't know, it's very out there, and it's kind of like Curb Your Enthusiasm in a way, like, the jokes they do, they kind of just go there sometimes. Interesting. And it's like, oh, they're really going there. <laughs> You know, they're, they're going to make that comment. It's just, it's like, um, like fish out of water stories nine times out of ten. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it's just a great show. Like, if you like fast-paced comedy and, uh, you know, just kind of, vul- like, kind of vulgar, you know, but, like, not overused and all that. But, and like, Matt Berry, you know, he plays the, the character Laszlo just all time. All Which time one comedy. was Matt Barry in uh, IT Crowd? He was, um, so I think he came in in the second season. He was like the president of the company's son, oh, and okay. he shows up and he takes over. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and he talks the exact same way. Like it's just it's just like his his de facto character voice that he does. But nice. uh, yeah, um, what we do in the shadows? Okay. Yeah. So, uh, did the episode, uh, did that season recently start in the last little while? Like, how many, how far are they? So, it came out last Thursday, and they released two episodes nice. um, for season three, which I think, I find you see that a lot more, especially with comedies. They kind of, it's not yeah. technically, like, the episodes have nothing to do with one another, but they kind of just premiered as, like, an hour-long, you know, season premiere kind of thing, which yeah, is kind of yeah, cool. Yeah. Oh, okay, just, like, back-to-back? Okay, yeah. that's pretty sick. Man, I... Had no idea about that. Uh, oh, it's I super high. Like you love comedy, and it's just you know it's like I said the it's just so funny. It's so British, and so it, it's like you know it's set in America, but it's very much like our kind of humor that we're used to. Like you know it's it, it like it seems obvious, but like you know it doesn't really matter. But like the whole Commonwealth thing, like I find the Canadian and in English or in, and or sorry, British and like even like Australian and, and New Zealand, the humor that comes out of those countries are all kind of very similar. Mm-hmm. They'll come from very deadpan and kind of grim, not quite black, like dark humor. Yeah. But just very deadpan. Yeah. And just, it just shines through the show. Like, you know, it's, they're yelling without yelling. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah it's fine. I'm, I'm definitely gonna have to check that out. Um, just that kind of humor, I think, is is really really good, and that movie did really really well. Mm. Um, I had no idea that was a thing. Okay, I'm definitely gonna check that out. Um, while we're in this area uh, of live action, I'm just gonna mention very quickly the movie I watched last week um, was The Usual Suspects. How'd you like it? Um, I I liked it. I can't remember the name of the movie. Uh, what was the Ed Norton Richard Gere movie I watched a few weeks ago? Primal Fear. Primal Fear. Um, 
so similarly 90s like mm. um you know i'm sure like maybe in a decade we're gonna look at the movies being made today um and like maybe just like the cinematography and the soundtracks and the character tropes are all gonna blend together mm-hmm. and we'll be like oh like see you can tell like in the early 2020s everyone was doing this particular thing mm-hmm. we're too in it now to notice but like man like these movies are like carbon copies of themselves it's fucking weird um, especially because in the moment they were so successful. Kevin Spacey won Best Supporting Actor for this and it won Best Original Screenplay. Mm-hmm. Um, two Oscars for a movie in which you could see every twist coming. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like the, the obvious thing is like it wasn't obvious at the time, right? Yeah, it was, it was like, a big deal at the time. It was an incredibly huge deal yeah. at the time. In fact, it was the reason Spacey got like huge and it's why they didn't market him for being the villain in uh, David Fincher's Seven, mm. because he had just won an Oscar for being a villain uh, in uh, in uh, in this, but yeah, you can see. Whoops, that was a spoiler. But you know, give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> Came in '95. Yeah, you're um, a couple years late. <laughs> so, yeah, it, I don't know, man. It, it's weird. It's I think it's one. It this experience of like '90s movies is both nostalgic and some kind and sometimes discouraging do, do you know what i mean because yeah it's like, absolutely i remember growing up on star wars the originals uh with my dad he was like you have to understand at the time you know like this stuff had literally never been done before but you know i had no frame of reference because i was five sure yeah. <laughs> so those watches are still incredibly nostalgic to me and i love it every bit as much as he does um, but these things, like when I, I've used this example before, but it applies to primal fear and it applies to usual sp- suspects. It's like the blade runner problem. It's like the original blade runner. Like I understand that at the time this had never been done before, but I'm seeing it 30 years or 20 years removed. And now not only has it been done before, it has influenced these movies. Like they did it better. That or, to, well, you know, know what that, I mean. yeah. movies that I grew up watching to such a degree that it feels like I've seen it already. Sure. So it's like none of this is new to me. I understand that it was new to the general public at the time of release, but like it sort of makes me think that you can't go and appreciate classics sometimes mm-hmm. because they influence things around them so heavily that like it's just sort of lost on you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I remember I read some reviews for Usual Suspects, and this thing blew people out of the fucking water, man. And I'm like, this is like every heist movie. Like, it's every, you know, like, it's fine. And I, I get it. it. It was new at the time, but I watched Reservoir Dogs for the first time a few years ago, and that shit was crazy. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just tricky. Well, it, it is tricky because, you know, they're, they're of the time... But the tone is also significantly different in those two movies. Like yeah. not not to not to go against what you said, but like I will say, I remember the first time I like the only time I've watched The Usual Suspects. It was the first time where you know in a similar phase, not phase, but like what you're doing now, you're trying to go back and watch all these older movies, yeah. and you're trying to see you know stuff that you've missed. And I, I did that you know same thing years ago. And I was just obsessed with movie these major like you know top one hundred movies that I had missed like mm-hmm. you know, and so I went for the Usual Suspects and it was the first one after I had watched a few where I was kind of like, oh like, not everything is great to everyone, yeah. you know like it's like you see it you understand it's a big deal, 
the reveal is like, oh yeah, I bet you that would have knocked people's socks off at the time. But as I'm seeing it now, it's not really doing anything for me. Yeah, like you know, but you can still you can still watch it. Like I, I have the same. Have you ever heard? You know the movie Easy Rider it has uh, like Jack Nicholson, oh, yeah. uh, Peter Fonda. Yeah. Um, I think Dennis Hopper. Like it's it's an all time classic. It's one of the greatest movies ever made. I cannot get through it to save my life. You know, it's really? just it's just, it's just a classic, and I know I see it. I'm watching it. And I'm like, oh, this is like, I bet this influenced all this stuff, and da da da. And it's just, but I watch, and it's like, I am good. Like I, you know, it's yeah. it's like the same thing. I've seen the influences that it's you know it's been on, and I've seen. I don't need to watch this now. Like I'm, I can move on and watch other things. You know. Yeah, man. Like it's, it it's tricky, and I mean, I this is already like a not fair argument. But I, I want to just put this out there. For one thing that went against this movie is um, is the Oscars, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the Oscars, we've talked about them before. I think we covered it briefly, actually. Um, about how they're no guarantee of, of quality, um, but they, mm-hmm. are, you know, they are often pretty reliable in showing you what some of the most critically acclaimed films of the year are, mm-hmm. while simultaneously being political um, without be, really being able to avoid being political. And that's fine. Um but I I think about this movie winning Best Supporting Actor and Best Screenplay. I was like, man, like, I don't know. I think about Best Supporting Actor and I think, like, J.K. Simmons and Whiplash. Mm. And then I look at what Kevin Spacey did in this. I was like, like, like these guys aren't even the same species. Like, Kevin Spacey, you know, despite everything that happened, like, he, won- he ended up winning an Oscar for American Beauty. And that was, like, an Oscar-caliber performance. Mm. This is just, like, a guy with a twist at the end. Yeah. It's like, how that. could... Oh yeah, yeah, you should definitely watch American Beauty. Oh yeah, um, best be, or best screenplay. You know, Tarantino hmm. won it for Pulp Fiction. This one, best screenplay before that. It's like, hmm. I don't know. Uh, obviously, I don't think people in the '90s were having that conversation because, like, some Oscar wins age better than others. Sure. Um, but it, I just remember being like, oh, this is a big one. Like, this is up there. You know, like '90s movies like Pulp Fiction, fucking Shawshank, Green Mile. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. that's what people said. <laughs> And they're yeah. like, this doesn't feel like that at all. Yeah. This is uh, this was a miss for me. Um, it, like I'm not being, uh, I don't want to be too critical. I think like in my in my notes, I wrote down like this was like a seven, but a seven is a serious letdown when like cinema files are like this is a must watch for me. Like, mm. yeah, I seriously, you know yeah. what I mean? It's it's has some of the essence of the '90s. I'm like, well, if that's the bar, <laughs> <laughs> you hit your nuts on it. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, okay, that was the usual suspects and me uh, hating things. Uh, so what, what? What? What's coming down the pipe next for? What's the next movie? What is the next movie? Uh, let me vamp for ten seconds. You. Uh, oh, I'm gonna try. This is um, not necessarily. I'm trying to think if this is '90s or not. True Romance. Yeah. Uh, Christian Slater. Um, who else is in tr- uh, True Romance? I think Tarantino actually wrote True Ma- True Romance. Yes. Uh, but he or did he not- write True Lies? There's- True Romance. Uh, but he didn't... Uh, I'm 99% sure. But he didn't direct it. This was like before he was a writer-director. He wrote this. Mm. I forget who directed it. Um, but I think I'm going to give uh, True Romance a shot. And if not, depending just like kind of on the mood and whatnot, I might try it being John Malkovich. Oh, I've, I haven't seen either of those movies. They're both like relatively well regarded, um, and if uh, anybody out there has '90s movies that you want me to check out, 
definitely uh let me know let me know which one you plan on watching for sure mm-hmm. and maybe see if i can put some time away this week oh, and, that could be and, fun. and give that a watch do a joint review yeah an, an old 90s movie one neither of us seen that'd be fun yeah, man, there, there's some good ones. Um, maybe I'll, I'll look and I'll like send you my list. Uh, they're not all '90s ones. True Romance oh, yeah. is on there. Fatal Attraction, Clockwork Orange. I haven't seen any um, of those either. Oh, that's fine. There you go. Ghost in the Shell. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen. Fear I've seen and, that. Uh, Fear and Loathing Las Vegas. I don't know if that's nope. '90s. Uh, uh, half baked. Um, half baked. Yeah. Like Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Yeah. Never saw it. No. no. Lots of classics. Yeah. Uh, just you know life right like just being in, in between generations sometimes sure um i think you just miss a lot of stuff i remember like being in my office where there were age uh gaps all over the place and you'd constantly hear people like every second sentence is you haven't seen office space it's like give me a break <laughs> because so much of like the older yeah. uh crowd at my office like so many of our jokes and like stuff that's baked into our company culture is based off of office space Mm -hmm. you get all these young people who are like what that's a great movie (laughs) but then yeah but everyone like all the young people are like this isn't pineapple express (laughs) (laughs) also a great movie (laughs) (laughs) this isn't funny i don't get it somebody has a case in the mondays man it's dry as dry gets is office space i love that 100 percent uh okay over to you my good friend dave i fucking did it uh, I am caught up on Sunny Boy. There we go. Yeah. Caught up on Sunny Boy. So what, the episode, what, eight? Eight, yeah. Nice. And how do you feel, my friend? I got a lot of thoughts in my in my old my old think box. <laughs> you know, it's... Uh, it's... How about, it's been a, I, it's, I was going to say, can I sum it up and say, it's a lot. <laughs> Dave, I watched, I watched uh, seven episodes in one night. Oh my god. Of Sunny Boy, and it was, was it a psychedelic experience. Man, it was, I was just visual visual tripping on that. It was um, the only thing I, I it's it's been stuck in my mind is you you had said there was a moment that there's like a 50-50 chance I just would not like, and I'm curious what you thought that was. Oh sure, okay. So uh, to the listener, we're really hot on Sunny Boy, uh, and they're up to episode eight now. So spoiler warning, we'll you know. I don't even know if we could talk about the plot if we wanted to, because who knows? We're gonna f- try. Who knows what the <laughs> fuck is going on in this show? But but spoiler alert for for everything up to episode eight. So I think it's episode two or three. They spend I want to say sixty percent of an episode talking about invisible monkeys that play baseball. I fucking loved it. <laughs> it was that. That was the one where on Reddit I remember everybody was being like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> like I was uh, I was very confused and uh just all over the place yeah so this show this fucking show i should (laughs) say um you know i i find sometimes on the internet and forums and and conversations like we're having there can be a pretty liberal use of words like avant-garde and and surrealist about some shows, like, you know, yeah. <clears throat> I remember, like, even early days of Two Year Eternity, some of the, like, the message boards was, this is avant-garde at its peak, and it's like, no, <laughs> it's not. Like, it's it's a little... It's out there. It's it's very, uh, you know, uh, I can't even think of the word now, but, like, it's, it's very thinky and thoughty, but it's still very grounded. The show is not 
at all. Like it's it's completely always bending upon itself. Are we talking about Two Year Eternity or Sunny Boy now? Sun, Sunny Boy versus yeah. Two Year Eternity. Okay. So like this, the show truly is surreal. Yeah. Um, I like that it gives you. It gives you nothing. Well, well, simultaneously, just lore dumping everything upon you. You know, it's it, yeah. it's it's kind of refreshing that way. They're, they're overwhelming you, but at the same time, like you can't really take anything for granted, or you mm-hmm. can't be certain of anything at the same time. They, I really like. They do a really good job between each episode of kind of without even saying it. it's just something I picked on. Maybe it's my own head canon. But I think that's the power of the show is you you watch it and you kind of take what you see in it. Yeah. And I think that's why it, it can be, it's a show bigger than, it's so big because everyone can take their own things from it. And it's similar to, to Your Attorney. There's a lot of, and very much like Neon Genesis. And I think we had talked about that when we had first watched uh, or episode one mm-hmm. uh, or two is major themes of depression and, and losslessness. Oh, yeah. And, you know, the the opaque and the unknown. It's it's very much a brainchild. And I think it is. I, w- I, was, I was unsure, but the writer of ReZero is very heavily involved in this. I think he said that at the beginning. And... It is clearly fucking obvious the dude went from, like, the ideas that maybe might not have worked in ReZero he threw into this thing. Because they're very similar. You know, ReZero is very much, it's like a waifu fest, you know, but it has all this dark content and the, you know, like, just dissecting the the human emotion and experience and all that. Very to your turn. It's a good trifecta, actually. They kind of cover their own bases in different genres with similar messaging. I I was going to say it's funny because they cover some of the same themes and explore some of the same content in To Your Eternity and Sunny Boy, but it could, they could not be more different shows. Yeah. You know what I mean? The approach is so different. Um, I'm going to let you keep going, but I, I will just say on this note, the only note I had in my note this week's, for this week uh, on Sunny Boy was like, this is almost like Avatar if Avatar was a completely different show. Uh, Avatar The Last Airbender in mm. that there's usually a message um, it's obviously it's obviously an avatar. It's much more linear and family friendly and obvious and you know uh, wholesome. But but it feels like every episode is saying something, mm-hmm. um, and it has that in 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 common uh, with with Avatar. It's obviously uh, quite a bit more dark. But I always feel like I walk away from every episode. Well, sometimes I walk away with a big fucking question mark. But <laughs> um, sometimes I'm like, okay, I think I know what they were trying to say. I've, all I've got is questions because this is the problem. I, I tried to catch up. I waited too long to catch up, so I, I you know, I binged it. I'm 100 percent going to be doing a rewatch very oh, shortly. Dude, me too. I have to. Um, because there's so much. But so sorry. So I, I completely got sidetracked. But the thing, one of the things I have noticed in the show is, you know, they really, they really hit home. Like, there's time is kind of not really a thing. Like it's just you know time is clearly moving in one direction. It's going up. It's going down. Like it's 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 all over the place. But it feels like when an episode ends and it goes into the next one, there's no three weeks later or two weeks later. It's just like an unknown amount of time. Yeah. Yep. Unspecified from, time and from place. Episode one to episode two and so on and so forth. And you kind of have to the first thirty seconds to like three minutes sometimes is like trying to like put the puzzle pieces together. Of like okay, what has happened? Okay, who's here? How are they communicating with one another? You know, and great characters, like really, really, really well written characters, like mm-hmm. very real, clear, like 
already multi-dimensional just a few episodes yeah yeah it's and you know like the little easter eggs and 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 the way they just will introduce a major theme in an episode and then that's just going forward you know that's that's what that is or they'll just leave it you know like the way they introduced the um the power item the holdover power items yes that was that was introduced within like a 20 second Yep. clit or scene and then they don't really fucking talk about it till like again like an episode later at one point and you're like what it's <laughs> like... um i'm sure you know uh just to in- inject like uh on-, on that note about the holdover power items like it's shit like that and like the intros like you said they don't tell you how long it's been or where you are mm-hmm. um they make giant plot devices appear with little to no explanation like we talked about um, pandering to the audience and insulting the audience. This show demands that the audience keeps up. It's like, yeah. hey, a lot of this is going to be ambiguous and over your head, and that's okay, and open to interpretation, and that's okay. The rest of it is a, is supposedly going to be linear, but like, keep your fucking eyes open. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like, it's it's not making anything easy for anybody, and I Mm-mm. think that I you gotta will, earn it. Yeah, I think I love that, but I also think like I could see a lot of people being like really turned off and being like, I don't understand what's happening. This isn't fun for me. You know what I mean? Like I I can picture this not being a smash hit for everybody. But um, I don't I don't think that's its intention. Like there is not going to be a second season of Sunny Boy. I guarantee that. Yeah, I don't know what the hell. I I genuinely be. believe this is going to be a closed circuit. It's going to leave questions for years. Maybe they'll get a sequel thing like 15 years from now. If they do that, that's what I hope they do. It's just in the back of our mind. Like, this show truly is something special. And I feel like we've been saying that a lot. But 2021 has been an absolute heavyweight year. Like, it's a record year for phenomenal shows. Yeah. Um, And just what they present, like, the art style and, you know, like, they're just, they're continuing to introduce new art styles and, you know, and just... It's 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 beautiful to say the least, but it's so muted. But simultaneously, it has the realism. It has the unreal. You know, it has like all the colors and the odd shapes. Like the kind of like the tech guy. Um, is it uh, Raj or Rajani? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he you know he can just create his own inventions, mm-hmm. and like they're they're just there, and they have, they have their own unique look to him. Like the Amazon girl. Who you know the cats can bring packages from the other world or from yeah. our, our world like it's it's so creative and then the introduction of the wolf who is like um, that freaking uh, my, my, my guy and his guy Tatsu from Elf's husband like I, I caught it and I was like oh my god I gotta tell Grant about this <laughs> I was like oh no, no no I need I need to I was gonna say you know if like I was gonna say to catch up you know there's someone in this show that you're gonna recognize but I was gonna be like no that's a dead giveaway it's the only yeah. voice actor we both know <laughs> but uh, yeah I, I was super glad for him to join and I love the way they use that that character well that last episode was it's probably it's funny because like I've watched you know I watched all these episodes in the past like two days yeah because I watched episode eight today and it's the one that I have the most questions about yes genuinely like and actually so the the question i wanted to pose to you to i've been all day i've been wanting to pose this to you each episode clearly has its own theme and it's almost in a weird like it's a linear story to a certain extent but each episode has its own it's almost like vignettes because they have you know the whole purposes of the world so far what would you say is your favorite episode because they i think they are so independent and unique yeah like they're almost like an individual movie 
Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd, I'd completely agree with that. Um, I think that they're all really self-contained, and there's like this through line that kind of goes through the show, but it's not always clear. Mm-hmm. I think it's um, episode five. I, I could look it up if I wanted to be like a billion times. Or a billion Is that the, the movie theater one? Um, I think it might be the movie. That might be six. I mm. have it right in front of me, actually, so give me ten seconds. Um, I think... The thing was that episode five, um, it just, in, in particular, it had a scene that I was like, really, it had like a moment mm. that I was uh, really in love with. And I'm just stalling for time while I triple check because y'all will appreciate this. Yes. Okay. Um, it's called uh, episode five, Leaping Classrooms. Uh, Nagara and friends use his power to survey new worlds in an effort to get back home. So this is when the whole class pressures uh, Nagara to use his power to go home. They're like, hey, you ready? We're leaving now. Mm. Use your power. And he chokes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I loved everything about that episode because of how it ends later. Um, I forget like his uh, love interest's name. I don't know if you want to call uh, it. Naomi? Or yeah. Nozomi? Nozomi, yeah. The way she calms him down, she brings him to this uh, pier and mm, they go swimming because she says she sees spirits in the water. Oh. Uh, th- like that whole thing, like the show, uh, we, we said this very early on, the show really uses sound extremely effectively. Um, that has ma- that has persisted throughout uh, all of the season and all the It'll episodes. scare the shit out of you sometimes. Yeah, it's because there'll be no, there'll be nothing. It's just it's just dialogue, and then it kicks into a music an effective musical hit, and you're like, yeah. "Holy fuck!" <laughs> it's, it's so weird to see a show nail sound design so incredibly well when you're not used to taking that, like, because you take it for granted. Because a lot of the time, shows are just sort of bombarding your ears, bombarding you with stuff. Um, yeah. There's a really great YouTube video called "The Marvel Symphonic Universe" uh, that one of my favorite YouTube channels called "Lessons from a Screenplay" has uh, put oh, up. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it went pretty viral at one point. And it's, anyways, uh, it's just this guy who does this like critical analysis of how Marvel uses music and how they kind of fuck it up because they always, always have a backing track to basically every scene. Mm. Now, to be fair, like the track usually it's like if if Steve's on screen, they have like a very muted Captain America soundtrack in the back, <laughs> and like mm. it's a you know. It adds depth and, and whatever, but I think his point was, like, they so rarely use silence that you can't often feel the weight of the dialogue. Um, and then when there is weight, they undercut it with a joke, right? Mm. Which is the opposite of what this show does. Uh, this yeah. show demands your attention. It demands that you pay attention to every single word that the characters speak. And they only use music to change the mood or to enhance the mood. And they might do, like, one to two songs or backing tracks per episode mm-hmm. for 23 minutes you get might get one to two songs which is yep. obscene right no that's OP. just not that's no not OP. normal no the OP. episode kicks into like like the like the ending music yeah to you know to just kind of a very effective way to signal the end of the episode to yeah. wrap up like a last line which is again it it kind of just goes back to the original point of it'll just drop it on you and you're like oh that's how they're going to end it, eh? <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, it, yeah, very, very, but I know, okay, I know the episode you're talking about. So anyway, yeah, uh, the way, like, I, I, I don't know what it is. It, it's my favorite episode. I haven't rewatched any of them yet, but I think just watching him struggle uh, to perform and the anxiety that comes across with having people depend on you 
and then him being able to disconnect mm. with this person and you know me like I, I um i think in general romance is handled pretty fucking clumsily in anime big time um yeah. you know not to, and even in live action it's just hard it's hard to convince people to want two characters to get together despite half the weebs out there constantly shipping characters that have no right uh being together like a real genuine connection like it's hard to make a jim and pam right sure <laughs> like from the office and, and even that you know it took years to do properly um but in this moment i was like wow this is really beautiful and then the way the whole thing was drawn that that whole segment of the episode on the dock in the water getting out of the water the dialogue they used mm. uh the backing track they used i was like this is when i was like this is a pretty special show i think that's when it really hit me um that was my like moment what about you? Uh, I think it's the episode before. It's the one with the um, the uh, the black veil, where oh God, like so, they're that was my second choice. So it's Nagara, Nagara, and um, the Amazon. I'm blanking on her name. Is it Moyo uh, Moyo Bazi? I think or, so. Yeah, yeah. She they've been kind of bullied into looking into like the you know the bodies of why they're you know why they're just turned into like a black stone. Like they still have their outfits on. Yeah, and they have their beef, and it's it, it was one of those. I think it was the first point in the show where I was like, "Oh, like she is one of the core cast." You know, I thought she was kind of they kind of set her up as a foil, like in the yeah. previous episodes, yeah. kind of, because yep. there's that weird there's that you know there's the whole episode where like everything was burning and they kind of that's when they were still setting up how the world worked with rules, which are very effective episodes, and we're kind of. So slow going but they had to like really get that the rule thing like they had to jam that into people's heads yes you know they did it in the pilot but they had to like follow through with the second one again to like yeah. really hit that point home um but anyway so but the whole thing with the veils and you know just going in and the people just haven't like it, and it's so true is it, it was and it's weird because you know like just you know, this is not a this is not like a, a COVID or COVID nineteen messaging. No. But the but the years we've had this, these moments really hit home because you know they find a way they they realize that you know the rules where people that want to be alone or people that are being ignored they go to this place of what makes them happy more or less or what makes them feel safe. And they may and not they even realize know it. that they're isolating themselves. Yeah. But that's the thing too. They find out the thing. It's because they were isolating themselves, but it's because other people were isolating them. Yeah. Because you know the 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 pack and the group mentality did not acknowledge their presence, and it's just very powerful and very true. But you know they they so they find their way into these veils, and and people are just like like leave me be, I'm yeah. by myself. Like I'm I guess I'm happy it's better here, right? And it's better here, and it's just like this is just so much kind of what we've been going through. It's just easier to be home and safe and secure, and knowing like you know like it is the self isolation. You know it's. Yeah. You're being, it, it, you know, it's like I said, it's not, I don't think it was designed to go with the current climate of the world and all that, but it was just, it, it was very oddly topical. Yeah. And just seeing their relation, mending their relationship, Nagara and, and Moyo, um, and like she, she's honestly my favorite character, like, like the moment she has, and you can clearly tell like there's kind of like a, a small love triangle going on. Yeah. And, you know, like, but it's like, it's just, they're, they're high school characters written like real high schoolers you know like there's yes. clearly you know there's clearly the moments where 
you know, I'm trying to think of another show where it's high schoolers, but like they're more it's, mature. It's, it's crazy. The relationships are grounded. It's like Very what you we were saying earlier about what we do in the shadows. This show is preposterous. Its entire, yeah. uh, its entire concept of the show is preposterous, but the people are so real, right? And, yes. and the way they feel is so incredibly real. And like, just to touch briefly on the that episode you liked, it would have been episode four. Mm-hmm. What a great... You know, it's like uh, I said, I think, last week in our post-show. I, I just put the clip up, so it's in my head, about a part of me thinks like this is just such a passion project that these artists want to have the opportunity to draw cool shit so they find mm-hmm. a way to get the story to take them there. And like, all I can think of is like someone having the idea of like, what's a visual representation of isolating yourself and depression and withdrawing from the world because you don't feel wanted? Just a black curtain. And that's this episode. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And you appear sort of dead to the world and no one really knows that you're just sort of doing your own thing and it's kind of comforting in like a weird, sad way. It's not necessarily a good thing, but it's also not necessarily a bad thing. You know, it's it's yeah. it's you're the lim- st- the limbo of it yeah. all. Yeah, you're in stasis. Yeah. Um it's yeah, super disturbing, but like what an incredibly effective way to communicate that message. And I think that you could probably pick any episode and hone in on something uh, that you identify with and um, that they represent to like that level of of just metaphor or whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it. But yeah, really, really adept shit, man. And you know, honestly, like I I I don't I don't want to stop talking about this show. Like, there's just so many there's so many things, you know. Because if this is like a finite project, you know. I wish some shows would kind of just take lessons from this. Like, yeah. you know, they all, like, that's the thing. Some of them have superpowers, some of them don't. What exactly is their power? Eh, they can kind of do this, but then it doesn't. And then it becomes that. Like, it's it's so fluid. Yeah. You know, like, it's very ever-changing and nothing is, you know, it's static and then it's non-static. You know, it's like, it's it's always keeping you on your toes. It's like, we you know, we've said it a hundred times now. It's you have, to, you have to earn the show. You have to yeah. work with it, you know, and it's... God, it's it's such a trip, man. It's yeah. genuinely, genuinely a trip. Like it's. I hope it's uh, ultra, ultra successful because, uh, you know, right, like right now, it's my favorite thing I'm watching. I think. Yeah, it, it's you know, it, it's funny because it's in a similar boat as to your attorney. Like I knew I liked it from the get go. Honestly, the weakest episode is the pilot. Funny enough, and it's yeah, it's a great funny. pilot. But <laughs> yeah, as you watch it, it's the weak, by far the weakest episode. It's funny because I remember we talked about how strong the pilot was, but compared to the rest of the show, you're probably right. Yeah, and even like the last episode I watched, that's the one I have to rewatch as soon as possible because there's it's the first time where I don't know where they're going. Yeah, genuinely, I, yeah. I have yeah. I need to watch rewatch it all. It's uh, it is it is definitely that kind of show. The question is like, do I rewatch it while it's still airing? Do I wait for the thing to wrap up? I don't know. TBD. It's a it's it's tough because like the problem I had was you know there was eight episodes and that was you know I was able to do it in a night and I feel like I got a good grip yeah. of everything. You know I was pretty pretty you know like clicked in, but that's a lot. I could only imagine yeah. trying to do like a fast rewatch of like fifteen or twenty episodes or whatever whatever it ends up being. But true that it's honestly guys if you if you just like to think and you know, be confused and be alert and aware, like Sunny Boy is the show for you. It's it brings out a lot of emotion. Yeah, not 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 to mention it it is beautiful to look mm. at. It is uh, such a specific 
um, art style, and every episode has an excuse to do something weird uh, visually, and they uh, they're really really good at taking swings. Um, I, I love it, and it's also a kind of a loose art style that is sort of relaxed, mm-hmm. just like the design language of the whole show. Um, they're allowed to go kind of low tech sometimes and like just draw characters very very simply and it always feels like a choice and not laziness you know what i mean i think that was maybe intentional they decided like all of our character designs and environment designs are going to be flat and 2d um and that way you know we always have time to do other stuff i don't know if like they thought about it in that way or if it's just a coincidence but it really really works Mm -hmm. um similar show no not really similar at all um i watched this show that a friend recommended to me i think you would like it grant i got a couple episodes in it's called odd taxi (laughs) (laughs) here we go all right let's do this so so i I, i'll give you a disclaimer and i'll say spoiler alert you know like three episodes in but it is a 2021 show so keep everyone listening keep that in mind odd taxi three episodes in so spoiler uh spoiler warning so I, I want to add a disclaimer, though, because I was telling you, like, my Monday was just spent on the couch. Oh, like, okay. I, uh, I I needed to rewatch a little bit of it. I actually tried watching the pilot, and I, I what I realized was this was not what I was looking for in the moment. I was looking mm. for... I don't know what I was looking for. I was, uh, something lighter, I guess. Um, you know, I was, I was pretty tired, and I think just, like, the vibe of the show was sort of putting me to sleep. And then... It's very relaxed, very kind of groovy. Exactly. And then... Yeah. I came back later that day a little more energized, and I turned it on. I ended up watching three episodes. And I I realized, like, it wasn't just me. It Like, that's the show. Like, it's very, like... Like, yeah. take a step back, chill yeah. out... Yeah, I love the music, man. You know, it's it's very different from uh, Sunny Boy um, and, and a lot of shows in that, like, it knows exactly what it is. Um, this show is like it. The pilot is good in that it sets your expectations. I think, mm-hmm. and that it's like, hey, I know the show knows what it's doing, and it doesn't try and be anything else, and. I don't know if I've watched something like this before that's so oddly grounded with such an incredibly peculiar choice for animation, like just the animal stuff. Um, but but it does work. It works. Like I, yeah. I'm not sitting here thinking about the fact that everybody's animals. I remember you you honed in on that early when when you started talking about the show. But it's just so it's just so disconcerting. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think my two biggest takeaways are probably three and they're all good they're all highlights um one is i like the soundtrack yeah um the show is vibing the whole time from start to finish i really like the animation style which i was kind of torn on at the beginning sure um it's kind of like i'm trying to think of another show that does this i mean i guess technically all animes do this but they have a lot of two flat 2d backgrounds that you could tell they're animating on top of Yes. That are just like sheets of paper. <laughs> and it's weird because everything is blurred. None of the lines are straight. It's like everything's painted. Yeah. And then the characters are drawn on top of it. 
Um, I think lots of animes do that. It's just this one's doing it in such an obvious and weird way. And every all the colors are kind of muted and dark blue and yeah. vibey. Um, Nighttime. Yeah, everything's at night. Which um, is perfect for a show about a taxi. You know, like, yes. you know, like it's, it was very, I think, obvious choice, but it's, yeah. it, it's a smart one. And then my last favorite thing is, well, it's two, two, two uh, last favorite things, is that I have not seen an anime be this modern and topical in a not corny way. The yep. not corny way part is in bold. I've seen lots of animes try to be modern and topical, and I hate it. <laughs> um, because usually modern and topical is like, oh, here's what high school is like, and that's really not what I'm interested in. Um, because, well, Sunny Boy doesn't count because Sunny Boy is ecstatic and amazing. Mm-hmm. Um but you know what I mean? A lot of the time when like when animes try to tackle like real problems, it just doesn't work because there's like a lot of corny, weeby shit happening. Yeah. Um, th- this. Was what episode was it for you? What was the? Is like, it it's the, right uh... in the pilot? I think like uh, and I think it's in every episode. But like I think they the the whole discussion about going viral in like a social credit system. Oh yeah. I was like Jesus, like we're so we're doing this, and then just the way they portray the use of smartphones and communication yeah. all throughout the show. I was like, it's weird to me to think that. This hasn't been done before, but it hasn't been done before, mm-hmm. um, at least in the stuff that I watch. So that was new. I like that we're deciding that the show is making a very bold, very specific choice to the to the audience. It's like, listen, this is what we're tackling. This is the setting. And it's going to be all about, quote, real stuff, unquote. And mm-hmm. lastly, probably my favorite thing of the whole show, other than the vibe, is the dialogue and the speed at which the dialogue is done. The characters are either cutting each other off or they're giving each other they're starting the beginning of their sentence as the first characters on the last syllable of their sentence it's fast paced like comedic speaking it's like and real conversations though. it's like real conversation it's like yeah. what you just did exactly like yeah. people there's a there's an ebb and a flow and even when you don't speak the language you can see what they're going for yeah it's very effective i don't know if i've ever seen anything or heard anything like that in anime before um, but it, it was to- totally new to me. And, and the like, voice acting too. The voice acting. On top uh, of it. Yes. But, uh, cause it, that's definitely a choice, but I have to feel like it was written that way too. Yeah. Or, or yeah. who knows, but it, it like it's, it's consistent throughout and it's really adeptly done. Uh, yeah. Big, big props. I will definitely continue to watch. I'll probably watch oh, them tonight. I'm so happy to hear that Dave. I knew, like I knew you would like it. It's, it, they're, Honestly, it's so funny because we're talking about all these shows right now. Obviously, To Your Eternity has ended, but I have—I think you and I have just been so spoiled this year mm-hmm. with all all the content. You know, and it's such a dirty word, but like, there's just so much, so much good stuff this year. Like 2021, maybe this is just going to be like going forward for us. You know, like honestly, like I feel like if next year there wasn't. If there's only like one or two good shows, I think we'd be okay because we can look back on this year and the all the stuff that came out has just been like knocked out of the park. Good year to start an anime podcast. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, we might, have, we might have lucked out on that one. Starting on season four of Attack on Titan, pretty strong, yeah. and then uh, and then all this fun stuff that has uh, that has followed. But yeah, a taxi, great pick, great recommendation. Yeah. Never, and I could confidently say. Never would have touched it without your recommendation, just because. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't even know if I've like I saw like uh you know I, some people I I really uh, respect in that whole community give it really big props, but like I would have looked at the trailer and been like, nope, not for me. Um, the price of admission is it's a big toll for some people. Yeah, totally. Just solely based on it being animals, and there's a lot 
there's a lot of shows like that right now that ha- that put off a very specific vibe that I think have scared some non some some non confident anime watchers away. You yeah. know, like I think Beastars is the big one. I think everyone that's kind of just put like horny animals in everyone's minds, and yeah. it's kind of scared some people off. But yeah. um, but Odd Taxi, it's ugh, tremendous. Yep, I'm uh, looking forward to to ripping through it. All right, man, I'm gonna hand it off to you. Um. So I don't really have much. It's, it has been I kind of, like I finished up the Sopranos. Um, you I finished it? No, like season one. Sorry, oh, Jesus. Um, you know, I, but I actually think I'm gonna take a break. Oh really? Um, you know, because season one it ends. It ends very not poetically. It's just you can clearly tell like they were. I don't think they were sure if they were going to be renewed or not. Okay. Maybe so maybe it's the vibe I got. Like again, yeah. it was so long ago. Who knows? But it just kind of wrapped up everything in a bit of a bow to a certain extent. Yeah. So I was like, okay, that's that's pretty fitting. I think now that I've rewatched the first season, Tony Soprano's in my mind again. You know, the key players are all in my mind. I think I'm going to wait till the movie comes out. Sure. I'm going to watch that. And then if I feel the need, I'm going to continue with the series again. I would eventually, because again, there's a couple seasons I have I haven't seen. So I will, I will go forward. But I think this is just like a fun little... It was just a fun little romp because, you know, you and I were talking about the, the movie trailer like a couple weeks ago and it just kind of, you know, left a little bug in my, the back of my head and yeah. it just kind of inspired me to watch The Sopranos and I did and it was fun and exciting and I think it's just one of those things where I think I'm okay just to put it down for a while nice. and I'll, I'll, I'll come back to, but but season one, you know, if, 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 if The Sopranos was just that one season, it's still, I still think it would be in the really? Hall of Fame. I, I think so. Like it's... They 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 challenge so many topics and you know like the big thing is you know opening up and you know learn you know therapy is like a big thing like I think everyone should watch this and you even know come yeah. even back then like like even now people are still kind of fighting it's way more open it's easier yeah. to talk about now but it's even like then it was a huge deal um, you know it's like good messaging and the writing but I, like I said if it was just that one season I think it would still be in the Hall of Fame it's just really? so well written great performances you know like I'm gonna have yeah. to check that out man yeah it's because the movie comes out in a couple weeks so it's oh is, um, is it that close yeah early October interesting okay yeah so like I said I might see the movie just get all you know yeah. get jacked up and excited and then I'll rip through the rest of it but uh, but for now I think I'm okay um if you're running out of stuff i've got one thing if we've got time for it yeah yeah um and it's uh, it's very different to bring to this podcast but i was thinking about like you've uh, reviewed a couple of records on this podcast yeah yeah and i've uh i've just finished up a multi-year uh um, a multi-year journey uh reading a book series and it's fitting for this podcast okay Uh, well sort of uh it's probably you know the closest i can get to this podcast uh because it's from uh one of uh, japan's most famous authors uh named uh haruki murakami and he has this series it's the first uh, few books he's ever written uh, and it's uh the series is called the rat series hmm. and it's four books uh pinball 1973 uh hear the wind sing a wild sheep chase and dance 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 um, 
All and this is a series? Yeah, it's a book okay. series. It got translated to English a long time ago. I think they were uh, mostly written in the, uh, the 80s and 90s. And uh, I just finished the very last book. And I think um, he's one of Japan's most famous authors, like just um, because of the way the books impacted people at that time. And mm. in the uh, mid-2000s, uh, he exploded in uh, North America. So... Mm. If, listener, you are, um, you know, looking for a book to read, I would recommend uh, giving Haruki Murakami a quick Google. He's got plenty of big hits. This is actually, these books aren't even actually his biggest ones, um, but they are like his first ones, and that's just sort of what I decided to start with. So um, very quickly, what I'll say is that it completely, you know, I don't want to like get into the territory of hyperbole. But it totally changed my understanding of storytelling, especially in novel form. Hmm. Um, he's also the first and only Japanese author I've read. So I know that um, a lot of Japanese authors are very derivative of Murakami. But it's, you know, Grant, how I would pitch the books to you is basically it follows this guy in his uh, very late 20s, early 30s. And it's about him and his best friend. And I think in a nutshell, and this is apparently true for a lot of the Murakami books, is that he seems to find a really good way to just explain how mundane (laughs) regular life is growing up Mm. and make it not boring. And then he finds Mm. a way to inject some weird shit um, to the perfect circumstance to put the protagonist through in order to force that person to grow um and i think like the this particular book series really touches on just kind of how like lonely it can be growing mm. up it's a little bit sad i think like the whole thing actually like <laughs> the last book legit bummed me out and i was like god damn like oh really it legitimately bummed me out but i was like i was just kind of stoked um to have something to be bummed out about. Do you ever get that way? Yeah. Like uh, it's kind of good every now and again to just remind yourself like, oh, like you know, when you watch like a really good episode of Sunny Boy, um or when you finish reading a book or when you see a movie that just sort of touches your soul in a way. Mm-hmm. That's what these books did. Mm-hmm. Um uh so yeah, if you're a reader, check out uh Haruki Murakami, check out the Rat series. I uh, I loved all four books. Um yeah, I think it's. I would say that uh, in terms of genre, I would say they're mostly dramas. But he's really fa- uh, he's really famous for this uh, a, a subgenre called magical realism, and all that really means is it's a world based in reality, except for one tiny detail uh, is different and breaks all the rules. But like they don't talk about the fact that it's magical. Hmm. so like uh i'm trying to think of like what i've never i've never heard of this before magical realism yeah like well like the author in these books like i yeah it's i'm really interested yeah no i can i can lend them to you because i think i'm gonna see you soon so um it's it's very interesting yeah um it's it's a really really fun read uh i recommend it to everybody it's a it's a good Hmm. way to to branch out Haruki Murakami, the rat series check that shit out wow great great pick dave that's awesome to bring the podcast nailed it yeah man good episode wow solid episode action-packed i think that means you're good as well my friend well there's so there's one more i have been watching a show over the weeks but i've been very i've been very hesitant to uh to talk about it it's an anime 
Um, do you know remember... an anime? What is that? An anime? What? What is? What is that? Sorry, go ahead. Do you remember a few years ago there was the Kyoto Animation arson attack? Yes. In Japan? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I think quite a few people died, right? Yes, I think yeah, quite a, quite a few people died. Yeah. Um, very unfor- like super sad, like the circumstances. But I, you know, it, it had always been in the back of my mind. Like I had never, I had never seen anything by them. You know, like knowingly by by yeah. the studio because apparently they were quite a big deal. Yeah. And. So there's this new, sh- a returning show by them, and it was very much advertised that way. And it's a show I've been, I've heard a lot about. I never really knew what it was. I see the ad adverts for it all the time. The show is called uh, Ms. Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Have you seen this? Have you seen the ads in Crunchyroll? Because it's always on the top banner. I think I may have seen the ads in Crunchyroll. Yeah. I have never. I'm almost through season because season two is running right now. So I kind of binged through the first season and and the second season um, predominantly over the past couple weeks. I've never been like so into a show and kind of like uncomfortable simultaneously. There's elements of the show, Dave. No, Dave. There, there is. This is one of the horniest shows I've ever I've well. ever watched, and I watch it, and all I can think is like this is a lot. Like a lot. I all yeah. I can think every time a scene comes up, I'm like, "Why, wow, Dave would fucking despise this," but you know, just because it's so it's so over the top. But on the other, like the flip side of the coin is the show is so fucking beautiful. Really? The anime, yeah. the Dave, the animation is probably in the top five of anything of any anime wow. I've ever watched. It's so bright and wow. beautiful and fluid, and it's funny, but it's. You know, it's it's like a reverse isekai. Like it's you know, like a dragon comes to this world and she kind of oh, okay. falls in love falls in love with this you know Ms. Kobayashi and it, like it's it's a comedy and it's it's very out there and it's kind of slapsticky and like I said, very horny. But each episode they find these ways to like really throw in like life lessons. Okay. And, you know, because it's kind of like a family situation, like there's a younger dragon, like a dragon bait child, and they come over and like they're in their human form majority of the time kind of thing. And they all they all live together. And and it's 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 so I watch it. I'm just like blown away with the quality of it. You know, like the the writing, it's while it's title again, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, like I said, but like Dave, there was. There is, because it's not a shonen, it's not a battle thing, it's very much a slice of life, like comedy, you know, fantasy for sure, but when it kicks into these, like, action moments, there's no show that even comes close to what they do in this show. It, it is, like, you just see it, and you're like, holy fuck, like, there, like, there's no, at no point does the animation look shitty, like, it's just, it's just consistently good, and then they dial it up to, like, 10,000. <laughs> You know, it's, and, like, there was, like, this uh, last week's episode was a big deal because there was, like, a straight up, like, five minutes straight of, like, you know, two characters going toe-to-toe. They're kind of coming over their their difficulties they've had over with each other over the years, and they're throwing down, and there's nothing in 2021 that's even come close to this fight, to, to the animation used in this fight scene. It was... How lo- far in are you? Uh, I'm so season or sorry, episode ten just aired for season two, which is like week to week right now. 
Okay, and that's what you saw, and you said like it's the best thing in twenty twenty one. When it comes to pure animation, yeah, yeah, it, by far it's the definitive really? thing this year. Like, I, I I might send you some clip, like just some clips, but like Dave, that's the thing. Miss Kobayashi. Okay. There's, if I could take out all the stuff that just you know that's that's not what you and I are into. Yeah. This show would be a ten out of ten, but the stuff that is in there is just like. Yeah, it's so there's it's so obscene. Like there's some pretty oh, okay. and this was some pretty made, hard pills to swallow. And this was made by the studio that was so, uh, Yeah, so, so sorry, to the original point, like I remember because you know, I had, I had I had never really heard of the studio, but I knew they were a big I had learned they were, they were a big deal and this was this was their show, one of the big shows they had done. And this second season is the first thing they've done since the arson attack. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of like their comeback. So I'm like I'm I I can honestly feel like the energy from the studio is like being put into this like after everything that's happened to them. Mm-hmm. I would feel because they are firing on all cylinders. It's one of those shows. Anyone that's listening, like if you're into very gratuitous, like overtly, you know, hypersexualized moments, but at the same time, like it's only like twenty percent of the show, and the rest of it is just so good-hearted and good-natured. And, you know, like, the life lessons they teach, like, there's, like, a whole episode dedicated to the one character. She just wants to go to elementary school. Mm-hmm. And she goes, and she wants to be along, around the rest of the humans, and she learns, like, you know, like, like it's just, they go on these adventures, and it's all, like, everyday stuff. It's so, again, this is a big theme this episode. We've been talking about it a lot, is the grounded nature of everything. Yeah, It's just regular, like, they go over the, the mundane life, and there's a recurring joke that, like, you know, because technically, like, Toru, like, the main character, like, the dragon, said dragon maid, mm-hmm. she's from the Chaos Dragon faction in her mm-hmm. world. And, you know, so she has, like, this hard edge to her, and she comes here, and, like, uh, you know, Kobayashi works, like, in, you know, she's, a, like, a nine-to-five, you know, tech grunt in Japan, in Japan, right? And she was saying, like, oh, yes, the corporate structure, like, my world has never seen something as evil as this, you know? <laughs> <laughs> It just, it just, it, but it's genuinely funny. Like I watch it and I laugh and I smile and it's just, it's so warm hearted. And then like, you know, there's just these moments where it's like, oh, that's kind of gross. But it's the action, like when I said, when the action is on, it's like, holy fuck. This really? would make other, other shows blush. I'm going to, I'm going to put some together, some clips that I can find on YouTube and send it to you. It'll be completely out of context. You're not going to really know like the backstory of why these scenes are happening, but you're just, just watch it as the eye. You can honestly watch it on mute. It's just eye candy alone. It, it's so impressive. But uh, but yeah, Miss Kobe's Dragon Maid. Like I said, it's just, it's just one of those shows. It's like ah, do I bring it up? Is Dave gonna roast me for it? No, but no, it's no. it's uh, it's uh, yeah. I, it's 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 so funny how common of a problem that is, eh? Because uh, Fire Force, another show with fire animation. Yeah. Yes. And uh, so much so much weeb stuff. I think like you know, it, it's funny like we're probably due for a conversation about that sometime. Now is not yeah. the time. No. But, like. I, you know, I, I told you, uh, because I have a problem, one of the things I do now is I watch reaction videos on YouTube. Sure, yeah. Because yeah. I'm a monster, and I don't know how I became this pit, this person. Um, but I, like, I, I saw this conversation between these React people that I watched that were coming off of, uh, you know, the first anime they ever watched is, like, Attack on Titan, right? Mm. Like, how spoiled is that? And uh, now they're, like, checking out this little show called My Hero Academia. Mm. And the first thing they notice is they're like, what the fuck is up with this Mineta character? And it's mm. like sexualization, like of Momo and all these characters. 
and they're like is this like a big thing in anime and i was like oh boy (laughs) and yeah uh, i don't know i think like maybe at some point we're due for like a conversation about like the uh, just gratuitous over sexualization of characters and how exhausting it is and what message it sends and i'm not that you know like that isn't i don't think about that stuff a lot until i see it i'm like give me a break but you don't realize how common it is and how many people are watching that stuff it's crazy well, if this not show obviously shitting on this particular show, I just mean in general. No, 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 no. And I, I feel like you know, I've you and I have kind of hit this point. At the end of the day, as long as no one is being harmed, whatever you're into, it doesn't fucking matter. You Fair know, enough. like every, everyone is is more than entitled to what they like. You know, like I, I would never knock someone for being like, yeah, my favorite parts of Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid is the you know the, all the oversized chest sizes and like the <laughs> you know like every time you know someone's chest bounces it makes like a little bouncing noise. Like, you know, stuff like that. Like some people, if that is your main takeaway from a show, like fucking right on man. Like at least you're watching this beautiful show and you know people can fucking like what they like, you know? Of course. But I, I do think I'm at the point and I think this show has kind of open the door for me a little bit of you know sometimes maybe like fire force was really hard because it was it was different than this is it's it i think i still think fire force is a bigger offender um i i think it's a significantly bigger offender um but you know like all this stuff wrapped into the show is just so good and it's so genuine and it's so like ma- clearly made from the heart like the writing like i wouldn't be surprised like this must be written by a woman like just like how like the care and just because it's pretty much all exclusively a female cast you know but it's it's all realistic female characters and it's not really stereotypes and anything it's just like people all people can be different whether like gender like it doesn't matter and it, it, there's just so much care put into the show and i'm i'm honestly kind of blown away by it like it's just been, this has been a very like you know we said this earlier this has been a very big year yeah. for us and i think this is another show that i'm super stoked i watched and you know so and the point i'm making is like going forward like sometimes like i can i can turn my brain off at those parts it's just like ah okay well this is a part of the show it is what it is I'm just going to keep, you know, wait till the stuff that I like kicks back in, you know, it's, yeah. if it's a show where it's the opposite, where it's 80% of the one thing and 20% of the other, like, you know, the stuff that I'm there for, it's only 20% of that. And that's a little different, but it's, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to put together some clips of the show and just send them to you. And I, I, I'll be curious to see what you think, but it's, it's a really, it's a really good show. No, I think I'll probably end up, uh, taking a look at maybe at least at the pilot at some point. It's a, you've given it a very strong ringing endorsement so i think i owe it that so i think that's probably fair Mm -hmm. and i think we can probably end there i think so um thank you guys so much for listening this has been a great episode i think so yeah action-packed yeah um we are also covering my hero academia season five we dropped that a couple of days before we dropped this podcast usually Um, So check that out if you're watching My Hero Academia Season 5. And if not, uh, we do this every Friday or we drop this every Friday. So check that out. Uh, Support the podcast wherever you like. Uh, Do the appropriate social media thing on the appropriate social media platform. And we will see you guys next week. Bye, guys. Cheers.